Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Ooh, a spicy question. I <laughs> because love Because the writing is sort of everything, right? Like, you kind of can fix plot holes, but if the yeah. writing is So some there. readers love that, and some readers are like, but I wanted more of this. So it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of a gamble. Hello, and welcome back to the Right and Wrong podcast. On today's episode, I am joined by a crime and thriller writer whose debut novel is coming out on the 26th of October. It's Anna Britton. Hello, welcome. Hello, it's lovely to be here. It's really cool hearing your voice um, as like a person talking to me rather than the person I listen to on a podcast. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I'm uh, I'm glad I live up to the, uh, to the hype. You do, um, very much. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for being here. Let's start off as, as we often do with, with, with the book. Tell us a little bit about your debut novel, Shot in the Dark. Yes, yes, that is its name. Um, I'm terrible. I'm probably the same as every debut author where <laughs> I'm still just a bit terrible at talking about it. So um, it, like you said, it's a crime thriller. Um, and it kind of starts with um, this woman, young woman running through a moonlit forest and she's kind of scared and she's sort of running away from something um, and she's kind of hurt her leg. So she can't keep running. So she has to climb a tree um, and she kind of thinks she's safe up there. She's about to sort of phone someone for help when um, gunshots ring out through the forest. And then the next morning, detectives Gabe Martin and Juliet Stern are sort of tasked with finding out who killed this young woman. Um, and we then from there, we follow Gabe and it goes on from there. Oh, okay. A, a, a classic setup. This is a, is it procedural crime? Yes. Yeah. That's what people tell me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it follows, let's say Gabe is, um, she's a detective sergeant um, and it kind of follows her point of view as they work through like different suspects and kind of, yeah. Okay. Okay. So obviously all stories start somewhere with with a specific seed whether that's setting mm-hmm. or character or something like that for for this story what was the 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 first part of the novel to pop into your head what was the the kind of inception point it was that first scene okay um and i kind of how i write is that i kind of see it as a a movie in my head uh-huh um and that it was just it was so clear and i was so happy when they um decided to use that for the cover um for it so um that first scene is um, is the cover of the book and it ju- they've just captured it so perfectly that that sort of like beautiful blue kind of moonlight coming through the trees and and this like, young woman kind of like in my head she's kind of looking behind herself herself at that point and being like can I hear something behind me and then it kind of all kicks off and yeah. she's kind of running um so yeah I kind of had and it, what was quite funny is that I had this young woman in my head and she was quite clear and she's running away um from something I don't want to give too much away (laughs) and um it kind of and and then she dies very very quickly um sorry for the spoiler um (laughs) and then from there that that was quite different for me because I think normally when books come into my head that first scene starts with the main character so I kind of get into their head straight away um whereas this time I was kind of in Melanie's head who unfortunately is the young one who died and then had to switch to 
a very different person's mind and kind of actually this was someone else's story actually this this is Gabe's story and that's who's going to tell this story so it's kind of yeah a bit different and also like I'm a complete pantser so I had no idea who <laughs> killed her or anything <laughs> so oh I had to go and sort of figure that out because <laughs> we went along <laughs> oh that's that's interesting so so you 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 kind of thought up the scene mm-hmm. in your head and you, you were kind of very happy with the scene and then from yep. there it was a sort of working both backwards and forwards because you're working mm. backwards for the lead up and then forwards for like the actual detectives you know figuring out everything yeah yeah and it was um I really liked this um it wasn't the first crime novel I've written but I really love that crime kind of imposes a structure on you that like a thing happens and you have to go and figure out who did it or why they did it or mm-hmm. whatever so I really like unpicking that and kind of I loved the cast of suspects we've got in this book because they're all kind of they've all got their own stuff going on that they're kind of like cross about or lying about or whatever else is going on. And, and it's all really confusing figuring out like, are you just being an asshole because you're an asshole or are you being an (laughs) asshole because you killed this young woman? (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I really, I like, yeah, I think I read, um, heard Leanne Moriarty talk about how she never knows the ending to her books and, kind of just figures it out as she's going along and I that really reassured me because I was like she's a brilliant writer um and if she can do it then I can too (laughs) oh yeah absolutely there's no like yeah don't don't anyone ever tell you that there's like one way to like Mm. write a book that you have to decide there's no way there's there's only your way and the way that works for you yeah and I know like because Melissa Reliever she's like a friend of ours and she's so lovely and she's such a plotter like she is I know that she has I think she has spreadsheets I don't want to put that into her mouth but like I, I imagine there's spreadsheets involved in, and all this kind of thing but I, I I bring out the spreadsheets when I edit but when I'm writing it's a lot of post-it notes that are kind of moving around and okay like I'm writing book two in the series now and I think like maybe a week or so ago I was like oh maybe it's this person that did it and like it really like helped me think about and so it's all kind of changing and moving all the time when I'm drafting um, I think I'd feel really sort of caged in if I tried to plan it too much. Yeah, oh, that's really interesting. Well, I've 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 been experimenting with a bit of planning recently, and one thing I found about planning is that you can also have those moments. Sort of, if you map out your plan, maybe for the first time or something, the second time you kind of go to review it, you suddenly think of something new, and you think, oh, that works perfectly because it fits in here and here and here. Mm. But I'm kind of of the opinion that there's not actually too much difference between planning and pantsing. It's just the order and the framework with which you're working out the story. Mm. So like when people describe themselves as a pantser, I think that's kind of like your plan is just the first draft, right? I guess so. And I think, I think I like knowing things can be really fluid. Yeah. Um. So I think I would, and I think a lot of it is like that first time I write it is really me telling myself the story. Mm-hmm. And I love writing first drafts. They're like my, favorite bit and I think I'd actually like maybe find it a bit boring if I was like I know exactly what's going to happen next and I know so I I sort of know vaguely the ending like the ending has got to be you find whoever did it right (laughs) yeah yeah you need to know where you're landing but I think I I love that sort of freedom to play but like you said I guess that's what a planner is doing when they're writing out this epic plan is that they're they're playing at that point and they kind of like having that really like nailed down before they then go and sort of actually write the sentences um yeah whereas i like 
quite quite like writing the sentences and being like oh what's going to happen next who knows <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i think the, the the practically the other big difference when if you do it depending on what order you do it in is uh, i imagine do you have more sort of editorial drafts oh yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. my um my first drafts are like terrible <laughs> chaos yeah <laughs> they are absolutely appalling and i'll get halfway through and be like Oh, I don't like that person. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna completely change them, or um, yeah, yeah. I'm, or I'm gonna. I suddenly realise, oh, I should have been doing this for the last few chapters, and I'll just suddenly start doing it and write a note for myself, like go back and figure that out. Um, yeah, I think I'm very much as well when I write. I don't edit as I write; I just keep going. Okay, people say that that's a really good way of doing it because you just need to get the, you can't edit a blank page. Is yeah. the thing people say yeah. so it's like you just need to get it down. If you're constantly editing yourself, it really slows the process. Yeah, I think I would just get really stuck um, yeah. on making it perfect. And actually, and actually, there's some things that I'm like, oh, I should have been doing this for the last few chapters, and then I get a few more chapters on, and I'm like, oh no, doing that's really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, so if I'd gone back and added it in, I would then have to go back and take it all out again. So yeah. Yeah, I just I sort of figure it out as I go, but they are very, very messy first drafts. That, but the thing is, I say that I'm rewriting the first draft of book two now, and I was like, oh my gosh, it's awful, it's terrible, and I was like tweeting about, ah, oh, this is I hate this, it, it's terrible compared to book one, and then I went back and reread it and was like, oh, it's not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, what am I on about? Um, and I think, yeah, I convinced myself they're absolute sort of dumpster fires and they're, they're okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know, most writers deal with some degree of imposter syndrome, I think mm. during the process. It's all part of the fun. That's why we do it, right? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, <laughs> so I, no I noticed you, you mentioned that you, you, you have written other, you said you, you'd written other crime before you, you've written other stories before am i right in thinking that you've been even though this is your debut novel you have actually been writing for a long time yeah yeah really long time um it has to be about 10 years now that i've been writing yeah so i've been at it for a while that i am very glad that this is my debut i think i do feel for people that their first book they ever write is their first book they have out because i'm maybe they're just much much cleverer than me but i know <laughs> that i i've learned a lot yeah. in the 10 years and kind of yes yeah, so I'm sort of I'm very glad for the way it turned out I wouldn't mind a slightly reduced timetable <laughs> but yeah about 10 years I've been going at it had you had you always written crime and thriller in this kind of genre uh no so I started out with young adult um okay. and probably wrote ooh, I don't know six or seven young adult novels wow the full manuscripts yeah yeah so I'm quite um I'm quite speedy um, okay. particularly with a first draft so they probably only take me sort of two to three months to get out and I, I don't know about you but once I started writing it was like this sort of bug that um you kind of if I'm not writing I'm a bit antsy um, <laughs> so I'm kind of yeah I'm always sort of typing away and coming up with something so yeah so I wrote quite a few um young adults and then I um moved into sci-fi um so I think I wrote oh like four or five sci-fi and then moved into crime and I've probably written uh <laughs> maybe like four or five crime as well wow um, you're prolific I really like writing <laughs> <laughs> I just really like it and it's I think it's a really great way for me to really focus on something in terms of like mental health it kind of really 
helps me sort of enter that sort of focus zone and yeah get all those thoughts stop stop my brain whirring and i just i just love i love telling stories like it's just uh, it's like so much fun (laughs) (laughs) just really love it so you've been doing this for about 10 years you've you've written you know more than sounds sounds like at least a dozen uh Mm, full manuscripts yeah Did you submit your other stuff? Did you did you kind of look for agents? Did you look for publishers? Yeah, I did. So my first book was about um, a boy who um, wakes up from a coma and he um, has lived this whole life in the coma that they, he then has to come to terms with not being real. But he kind of dreamt about people he knew. So he's like really confused because like what memories are we like I love that story it made absolutely no sense (laughs) (laughs) and I really um I went to a um a literary festival um on the Isle of Wight where I live and it was um Caroline Sheldon um Mm -hmm. was there and she she's an agent and she gave a talk and she basically said if you're looking to um, get an agent you should submit for a year and you should submit to 10 agents per month and that's kind of like a good thing to aim for so I'm quite literal. So I was like, okay, that's what I'll do. <laughs> um, so I submitted that book for a year and I got 113 rejections. <laughs> nice. Which was very good. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of like full requests and I actually won a comp. No, I came third in a competition. Okay. Retreat West, I think, or something. They did like a first chapter thing or whatever. And it was all, it was all lovely. And I got some lovely feedback as well, um, but definitely was not was not a novel that was going to go anywhere. Yeah. Um, and I wrote a couple more, like both young adult, and I had a one-to-one with an agent. I think it was my third novel. Well, was it was my third novel I'd been submitting, but probably not the third one I'd written. But I had a one-to-one with an agent and they really loved it and actually signed with that agent for that novel. And I was probably with them for about a year, maybe a little bit more. And we were kind of working on that novel and they were really pushing... I. <laughs> My young adult novels were very quiet, and that is a word that people didn't want to hear about young adult novels at that point. What do you, What do you mean by quiet? So they're kind of, they're not Hunger Games, run into an arena, okay, <laughs> kill off right. your friends, like kind of yeah. thing. They were they were about like finding yourself and kind of um, this one, which this one that was signed with was set at the end of the world. But it kind of, it didn't focus on that at all. Yeah. <laughs> it was literally about this guy and he meets like another guy and they kind of like, they need to find somewhere safe to live and also kind of realise that they might be like good, like a lovely found family for each other. And it kind of, it it wasn't about the big explosion-y things. And I think that's kind of where I came a cropper with that agent as well, because I en- ended up splitting from them um was because they were really pushing for like have more of the drama have more of the the fear and the like sort action of, yeah like action yeah. crazy um whereas i was like no i just want to talk about them like finding some sweets that haven't gone off <laughs> and having a nice time in a field with a cow and like, yeah <laughs> and a I bit was, cozier like, I just really want it to be cute and yeah 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 well that's very big now so <laughs> yes yeah and i guess maybe they're stories that i loved and i maybe would go back to one day i'm i think because i write a lot of stories i don't really feel too much like i do feel sad when i have to shelve something but i also don't i'm like there'll be another story like i'll Mm -hmm. write more so 
I kind of don't feel too much. That's so healthy for a writer. I think it's hard, (laughs) isn't it? I'm probably, I don't know, I'm looking back on it with like years of distance from it. At the time, I was probably very angsty about it. But now I'm sort of like, well, actually writing those stories brought me here. And that's, I'm really happy here. So I'm sort of glad to have written them and glad what's happened with them happened. Um, Yeah, yeah. I mean, every single one has to be like a huge learning curve for you. And also because you've done different genres yeah there's so much you can learn and you can bring into your your kind of like like so because you hadn't just written procedural crime stuff Mm. i'm gonna uh, you you know your your novel your debut coming out now will not read exactly like every single procedural crime kind Mm. of staple out there because you have all of these influences from other genres i think so like one thing i really like about it is that there's like a bit of romance in it um Mm -hmm. And that's kind of something that I I don't feel is missing from crime all the time, but I, I quite like a bit of romance, so um, <laughs> I like to put it in. And I, I guess maybe one thing that's a, maybe a little bit different as well is that Gabe is a little bit younger, so she's sort of early 30s, um, okay. whereas a lot of sort of police procedural is just sort of 40s, 50s. Um, yeah. So I guess she's just a little bit different in sort of who she is and yeah, how she sees the world maybe. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So at what point in, in after you'd written many YAs, dabbled <laughs> in sci-fi, did you decide to, to go and just write crime thriller and, and then at some point there you obviously connected with um Saskia Leach your your agent so I sort of off the back of um the first agent and sort of splitting with them I think it it did make me sort of think rethink is young adult for me and I'd kind of been writing a bit of sci-fi at that point and a bit of crime mm-hmm. and I was like oh I'm just gonna like lean that way a bit more and sort of see where that leads me um so I wrote just a probably just went and wrote a couple more novels as you do (laughs) (laughs) and kind of just saw how it led me and I I wrote um the first version of Shot in the Dark and just felt really excited about it I don't I don't know that it's inherently better than any of the other ones I've written and I'd love to see the other crime novels I've written sort of go somewhere but I just I just felt really I, I was like I can see this one I can kind of feel it um and so that's the one I sort of went out to agents with and it got like a really sort of pleasing amount of interest, um, which was lovely. Um, and Saskia, like, I, I don't want to like wax lyrical too much about my agent, but she is amazing <laughs> and I love her. <laughs> Saskia's great. We, we've had her on the podcast. Yeah. She, she was fantastic. Just really, like if really you nice ever to get chat the to chance you. to work with Saskia, everyone like jump at that <laughs> chance because if you can ever have a one-to-one, if you can just have like a coffee with her, do it. Um, mm-hmm. cause she is brilliant. But she, like, right off the bat, I'm like, I love people saying, I'll get this back to you on Tuesday and I get it back to you on Tuesday. That is just, <laughs> like, that's my love language. Okay. <laughs> Efficiency. Efficiency, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and that's, she was like that straight off the bat. And I just, I just got a really good feeling. Like, she requested the full and then she kind of um, wanted to chat. And I was like, oh, this just feels really exciting. And 
and then kind of she had a few suggestions for the book that just made it so much better and so yeah when she offered me representation I was like yes yes like absolutely and I was very sensible and did the thing you're meant to do where you like wait a week and you wait for everyone else to get back to you and blah but I was like no I just want to go with Saskia <laughs> okay at least at least you did the what is the like recommended course I know of action I was so sensible I didn't want to be <laughs> <laughs> great self-restraint yes <laughs> okay well that's that's cool but, but you did in terms of you know you said that first novel that you put out mm. you sent out about 100 I'm assuming depending on how to the letter you did this uh, 12 mm. months 10 each you did 120 yeah. submissions and yeah got and 113 and... rejections so at that point okay. people were like I guess people were responding a lot more because people talk about agents not getting back to them at all but at that point yeah. I guess they were <laughs> I think it's I guess it's um agents not getting back to people might be a more common thing now because the volume of mm. applications is so much higher the volume of submissions is just so high now yeah so this was like 10 enough. years ago so yeah and I think it was oh, I think it was a lot different back then mm. how have you found um so obviously you, you've written a lot you, mm. you you've but the, a lot of the writing you've done has been sort of by yourself or you mentioned before we were recording that you you spent some time with right mentor kind of working in that those kinds of writing communities but how did you find once you'd signed with Saskia once you and Saskia had um found a publisher to mm-hmm. to put your book out how was the process of working with an editor and going through the different stages of editorial on that kind of level oh it was really it was lush like it was really <laughs> it was really lovely I think like you said because after so many years of like writing on my own and kind of and I'd i been part of the writing community so I'd had like loads of people read my books and kind mm. of give feedback and and whatever else but I think it's just really different with someone that said like I like this enough that I'm gonna back you and I'm yeah. gonna put this out into the world like that is just for me that was so affirming (laughs) um and so yeah it was really lovely um my editor's called Sean at Canelo and she just I felt like right off the bat she really got what I wanted to do with this book and she, she actually suggested like really major changes like we we massively changed the ending and I think I rewrote about like 60,000 words of it wow that's most of the book yeah, it's quite chunky. Um, so, so we wrote, like, rewrote a lot. I'm really, really worked on it. And I feel like it's made it like so much better. I think, yeah, it's just been, it's just been lovely working with someone that, yeah, like I said, really backs you and kind of wants to, wants the story to be as good as it can. And like, she just asked so many questions, like, why is this person doing this? Like, what's the motivation between that, but like behind that? And it would make me think like, oh, okay, I know what the motivation is, but maybe I need to make that clearer so that people aren't asking that question or like yeah it just I feel like it made it everything sharper and and I lo- I love I'm I'm a bit secretive with my first drafts and when I don't think it's very good but mm-hmm. once I've kind of given it to people I love feedback and I love that kind of oh have you thought about this oh and and sometimes I'll be like yes I have thought about it and I don't want to change it <laughs> <laughs> but I've normally got a good reason um yeah. and kind of yeah I really love that collaborative kind of working together and finding solutions together and yeah those that's the best kind of um critique I've found as well as when people um you, you know you don't want someone to be like oh you should do this or you should do that mm. when someone when when you get like when you do critique whether it's with an, with an editor whether it's with just you know like people within your community within your sphere when they ask things like oh but why is this like that and it's like oh i was wondering about this thing why was this that way 
asking questions is such a I think a stronger way of mm-hmm. of kind of representing where a hole a, like or an issue might be with the story than just straight up being like oh this is a problem. Mm. I think I think it's hard, isn't it? The word "should" is always like a yeah. <laughs> instant sort of like nah, for me because I'm like that's a like you, like you should breathe. Like there's, <laughs> there's very other thing, a few things that you should do, yeah. um, but I'm like actually asking questions and kind of even like making strong suggestions as long as someone's like. I very much felt that Sham trusted me that this was my story and I knew it mm-hmm. and I knew what I wanted to do with it. And, but she was just going to help me tell it in the best possible way I could. Um, yeah. And that, that was, that's just really exciting, isn't it? Like, and quite freeing because you're like, ah, oh, I can do what I want with this story, but there's going to be someone standing there going, okay, that's, and let's make that really good. So, yeah, really nice, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's editors for the most part I, I i'm yet to come across someone who's told me that the the editor was like mm. not really great to work with and just like saw the book in the best possible light and everything that they said was just like kind of smart like kind of challenge on, on like how that you could make make it better because the editor is there to help you mm. like you and the editor are working together to make the best possible product in the end and in theory your editor is like should be the person at the the publishing house that has completely fallen in your love with your book yeah. enough to champion it at mm-hmm. every meeting and at every like kind of event and whatever else they're the person that is kind of your point person i guess mm-hmm. um yeah i get like i think as long as things go to plan and your editor doesn't move on or whatever else then they're the kind of the person that's kind of like really going for it for you so yeah i feel really fortunate um yeah. it did feel like it felt like it kind of clicked really easily and kind of, I was really excited about doing the work. Yeah. felt really good. Yeah. 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 Does it feel like, I mean, you've written so many books at this point, you finally got one coming out. Does it feel like it's been, it's been, it's been a long journey to get to this point? I guess, I guess so. Like it's been a lovely journey. Like writing (laughs) is just, just so lovely, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And I just, I feel, I feel very lucky that I've, I I struggled to start writing. I um I had really bad self esteem, mm-hmm. and I so I'd write something down and then I'd instantly hate it and get rid of it. So it took me a long time to get there, but it kind of now that I have, I'm like this is such a wonderful t- way to spend my time. So in in some ways it feels like a long time, um, but in other ways I sort of feel I don't feel like I've been sort of gritting my teeth and bearing it and kind of it. it at times it has felt like a struggle, but most of the time it's just felt really fun and sort yeah. of really joyful um and I, and the bizarre thing is that sort of my book is coming out n- like now basically um and and I'm like what <laughs> <laughs> I just I write secretly and mm-hmm. sort of don't no one no one reads what I write so now I'm like oh lots of people are going to read it that or I hope <laughs> um <laughs> so that's kind of like quite bizarre and yeah sort of, yeah strange to get my head around <laughs> yeah it's a bit surreal isn't it but mm. it sounds like you're the kind of person who and I think a lot of a lot of people are like this um if you're lucky enough to be in a position to be like this is that you would you would be writing regardless of whether you did ever get the book published it writing is just something that you would do anyway because it's because of the joy of it and the kind of catharsis that comes with writing yeah definitely I'm I just, like I said, it's, it's now it's got me, it's got me. Um, yeah. And kind of that's what I did. Like I had surgery at the um, end of July and my plan had been 
to kind of take August off and sort of rest and relax and recuperate. And probably about two weeks in, I just started sort of typing away. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, oh no, I can't do much, but I can definitely get a laptop out for like 20 minutes and write a few words um, and kind of, yeah, I I I must admit, I did get to the point with, particularly with Shot in the Dark, where I was starting to think to myself, like maybe I'll start self-publishing stuff um, because that is just such a huge industry now. And mm-hmm. like, I feel like the quality of self-publishing has improved massively. Um, I was like, you can do it in such a way so that it's almost indistinguishable from a traditionally published book. Yeah. So I was kind of, I think I, I was getting a bit antsy with the feeling of like not having readers, but I think, yeah, I think I'll just be writing until my fingers don't, do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> because it's fun like and and, and like mm. the, the main thing is that with most writers that i speak to is it's like it's just a fun thing that we all like mm. doing and whether you know it's great if we can make a career out of it and we can share it with people around the world that that's amazing but also like it's fun just to do it uh even if no one reads it just to have the stories just to write it down to finish there's like I think there's 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 few feelings as good as like when you finish a manuscript, you write at the end, and you, you whether you print it off or you just have it there, and you're like, wow, look, I finished a I finished mm. a story. Yeah, I think it's lovely for me. Like writing is just it is a joyful thing. Yeah, um, and just like t- telling stories is just like it's mad, isn't it? Like you you have all these imaginary friends in your head, and you <laughs> sort of write down what they do, and then someone else reads it, and they have them in their head, and yeah, like that like that's magical isn't it like just kind of really like and and where do these people come from like, like yeah, where do the stories come from like it's just all like i'm it's bonkers I, I feel like i'm sort of involved in this like almost sort of magical process of like creating this wild thing and i'm like this is that's that's really cool isn't it like great to be part of that <laughs> yeah literally creating something out of nothing yeah just for the fun of it to <laughs> share with other people Yes. And and I think maybe that's what I've been really looking forward to. And what I am looking forward to now um, is that sharing with other people. I think maybe mm-hmm. that's the bit that I'm like, ah, oh, this is, I love writing for writing. I love just telling stories and maybe like my mum reading it and that's been fine. But actually it'd be lovely to kind of share it with more people and sort of, yeah, just make more friends from them reading my books. <laughs> Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's 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 all about community in the end. I think because mm. it's, it's all about telling stories, right? And it goes back to prehistoric times where mm. we'd all sit around a campfire and tell stories. Yeah, um, amazing. But that brings us to the final question, which, as always, is Anna: If you were stranded on a desert island with a single book, which book would you like it to be? So, like, this has caused me like an inordinate amount of stress. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um i'm sorry because <laughs> we get like spoiler we get told this question is going to be asked um so <laughs> i oh i thought about it so much so i studied jane austen um at degree level i did my dissertation on her oh, nice. um, and her novels so i was like oh maybe one of them um maybe pride and prejudice i i love that um and then i love like frederick backman and elizabeth strout i sort of love those sort of character really meaty books and yeah I've gone back and forth so many times I think maybe and just for today um (laughs) that I would go maybe with Becky Chambers and the long way to the small angry planet which is like again really character driven um and it's these 
it's this group of like mostly strangers in this um spaceship and they go i don't understand the science of it um <laughs> and i'm fairly certain maybe the science is slightly made up but it they're going to this small angry planet um and they're going to build like this wormhole type thing so that people from the small angry planet can get other places quicker um but it's just the story of them because obviously the the wormhole thing isn't there yet they have to take a really long time to get to the small angry planet yeah um so it's just the story of like what they get up to on the way <laughs> oh okay that's fine um, and i i just love it i think some writers are so warm and so like you just you it's almost like their their book is like a bath that you just want to like sink into <laughs> um and that for me like becky chambers their writing is just like yeah really beautiful and kind of i feel like yeah maybe maybe that book maybe <laughs> oh, okay what just just out of interest what were your like runners up oh they were, they were just honestly so, mu- so many <laughs> okay. so, <laughs> i've i've just read um alexis hall and their um uh, a lady for a duke and that was beautiful um and i oh, i love tj clune um mm-hmm. and all his like wolf song ones and i i love his extraordinary um trilogy um and yeah, and I said about Frederick Batman, like I love Bear Town. Um, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I just like I feel like maybe I I just instantly go mad on a <laughs> on a desert island <laughs> with only one book because I just I on it like I just I love like I love writing, but I love reading. That is when I couldn't write because I didn't sort of like what I was writing. I read all the time, um, so. Yeah, I think maybe. Can I be on a desert island that's got like a library or something? That would, that would suit. Sure, me. yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've been doing this for over a hundred episodes. There's yeah. like over. There should be over a hundred books there. Yeah, now. there should be quite a few books on that island by now. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of Austin as well. So that, that'll oh, okay. be there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, so I won't bring an Austin then. I won't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, I think there's duplicate Austins too. Oh wow. So okay. You can read we should really editions. all get together and like plan. <laughs> what we're going to bring because <laughs> yeah that's it you, sh- you need to communicate mm. with all prior guests <laughs> yes yeah definitely <laughs> amazing well thank you so much for coming on the podcast anna and, and telling us all about your your writing and your kind of experiences with publishing and things like that it's been really cool chatting with you brilliant thank you so much for having me it's been so much fun and for anyone wanting to keep up with what anna is doing you can follow her on twitter instagram and blue sky at britain book geek uh, that's b-r-i-t-t-o-n uh, to make sure you don't miss an episode of this podcast follow along on twitter instagram tiktok and facebook you can support the show on patreon and for more bookish chat check out my other podcast the chosen ones and other tropes thanks again to anna and thanks to everyone listening we'll catch you on the next episode pulling up to mickey d's just for drinks oh yeah that's me Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.